<laughs> All right. We made it to the end of 2020. Yes, we did. I'm feeling a little burned out, to be honest. Almost the end. I mean, 2020 is not over yet. You know, anything can happen. It's been a wild year. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure to bring one last hot episode to your ears. And this one's going to be about burnout, but we're, we're going to talk about how to overcome that. Maybe some bright spots along the way. I think we should go ahead and just jump right into it. So the sooner this podcast is over, the sooner we can get to 2021. There we go. There we go. Tonight is Tuesday, December 22nd, opening night of the 2020-2021 NBA season. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, this season is shortened to 72 games, which pretty much symbolizes all of the changes myself, Dr. Hose, Dr. Trogio, and you, the listeners, have had to endure throughout this entire year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And no one likes change at first. Notably, LeBron James, when we first found out that the season would be shortened, LeBron James spoke out about his frustration, and he cited that this was a disruption of his routine and that's what we want to talk about what did he mean by this is a disruption of routine what is a routine why is it so important and how can we incorporate a routine moving forward into 2021 to make next year the best one yet let's get it let's get it let's go so routines obviously going to be important centerpiece of this podcast that's one of the remedies to help with burnout so we're going to talk about that and we're going to jump into all these different things. But first off, what is burnout? Like Armin and I, and I'm sure Ben, you probably got this and or you will get it once you're in your uh, PhD program or your PsyD program. Lectures about burnout because you're at risk when you're in graduate programs of burning out because you work long hours for little pay and little appreciation sometimes. So burnout is this state of emotional, mental, and often physical exhaustion that's brought on by like repeated and prolonged stress. We've all probably faced this at some point in our lives. Um, it's usually in the setting of problems at work, but also can happen in other areas of life, like parenting, being a caretaker, you can certainly get burned out, and then relationships, whether romantic or friendships, depending on how demanding your partner is. So, and we're, we're also, we're gonna make sure we t- talk about sports because that's what we do with the sports like MD. So burnout in sports is also huge. For, and we've talked to several athletes that felt burned out at, because they focus so much on a, on a sport their entire lives. And in sports, sometimes they use different terminology. They may call it overtraining syndrome, but essentially more of a medical term for burnout. Um, essentially you start to feel exhausted and you hate what's causing that. So I feel exhausted. I hate my job. And then you begin to feel less capable when you're at work and things kind of pile up from there. So I'm sure we've all felt that during this kind of tumultuous, prolonged pandemic in the year of 2020. For sure. Burnout itself is inevitable. I mean, as you said, Dr. Trogio, with anything you do in a relationship at work, you do something over and over and over again, eventually you're just going to burn out. And then you take that into a pandemic where you got shelter in place rules. You're not able to leave your house. You're essentially stuck in your own house. I mean, it drives you a little crazy. Day in and day out, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And hey, it's inevitable to hit burnout. So first I want to ask Dr. Hose, what's the best way to overcome a burnout? 
Well, let me just yeah. tell you before Dr. Hose jumps into that. I'm I get the thing I think I've burned, and I want to hear what you guys have burned out the most of throughout this year, but screen time. I feel like I've been staring at screens for ten months straight. Oh my mm-hmm. god. And it is I'm sick. I want to like go toss my computer out the window and just go on a walk or go swim at the beach. Thankfully I live nearby, so I can do that from time to time, although it's cold now. But it's just working from home and then what do you do when you get off work? You watch TV or you're on your phone. Uh, I've been, it's just, I'm having screen time burnout here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2020, man, it, it's been, uh, it's been different. Uh, you know, one of the things about this year, um, obviously it's so unique uh, is this whole work from home thing. Um, never before in my life have I ever worked full time out of my home, you know? So it, 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 you know, it's kind of interesting because at first it seemed kind of cool, right? Like, you mean I get to like never have to get up and, you know, do the whole thing in the morning as far as you know, LA getting, ready, getting out the door, the traffic out here, you know, in LA is just ridiculous. So, you know, that's usually like a 45 minute commute. You mean I can cut that out and then, you know, just be in the privacy of my own home, just kind of chilling. At first it seemed great. Um, but then I realized that like, what what actually happened is I'm I'm working a little bit more probably than I ever have oh. because there's less of a barrier you know between like work and home. You're you're always at work now because yeah work is home. Yeah, so it's crazy you know and and I think what what it does actually mental fitness becomes like paramount at a time like this because <clears throat> you basically are in a situation you know you know thinking back to like March of 2020 when it really all kind of hit and when my job told me work from home, um, which is a psychiatrist, you know, as, a, as a physician, like you're used to being there in the same room with your, your I mean, the idea of not being in the same room with your patient is actually kind of strange. And the whole, you know, telehealth, telepsychiatry thing in the beginning of this year was really kind of a, a new thing that a lot of folks really hadn't gotten fully on board with, particularly in the, the field of medicine, but that all went out the window, you know, obviously real quick, you know, when this uh, pandemic became a thing. And now we have to readjust, or we have to adjust uh, and adapt very quickly um, and get on a whole new routine and, you know, change the entire kind of like setup in terms of how we're engaging with our patients, um, you know, how we're able to ultimately, you know, provide interventions for our patients, everything changed. Mm -hmm. With mental fitness, you become more flexible, right? Um, You have a process in your mind, right? You see what you have to do in your mind before you actually have to execute it. And if you're a super mentally fit person, you're used to making adjustments in your head, right? Uh, before you have to execute and you know once you develop that confidence right what, what confidence will bring you which you know comes from you know doing these types of activities you know frequently over time is it enables you to know look um i will figure out what needs to be done learn what needs to be done and then i will put a new plan in place that uh can work for this this new set of challenges 
And before long, you know, I'll be right back into the rhythm and routine that I need to be performing at a high level. Absolutely. So let's, let's get into talking about what's, how can you help with burnout? And Armin touched on that right oh, there. Wait, just, just real quick, real quick. I want, I want to build off what you guys were talking about in terms of uh, telepsychiatry. I just want to talk about the other side because, you know, being in college and being in a liberal arts college in 2020, I had a lot of friends who were seeing psychologists or psychiatrists. And I remember when COVID first hit, they were telling me how uncomfortable they were doing telepsychiatry visits or telepsychology visits. And it got to the point where most of my friends just stopped seeing their psychologist or psychiatrist because mm-hmm. it just felt too weird to FaceTime them from their bed. It just like, it felt so uncomfortable and just like out of, out of the norm. No, it, may, it, may, it, may, it makes a lot of sense. And I was just thinking like that, like that, that, that's something to know. Like that's something that, like people and like, psychiatrists and psychologists should know. Like we should like incorporate this moving forward because like as we talk about this all the time, that has like severe consequences down the line. Like, neglecting psych- psychiatry or psychological services when you need mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. So yeah. it's another it's another hurdle amongst all the other hurdles that is to to a- access good mental health care. So uh, today, yeah, like like Armin had touched on. Um, treatments how do we how do we cure burnout and i think mental cultivating mental fitness and resilience is definitely part of it um and today we're going to talk specifically about how seeking support like ben mentioned whether that be a mental health provider via telehealth because we still have a few more months of this pandemic the vaccines are coming out but the light we can see the light the shimmer of the light at the end of the tunnel Uh, make sure to get uh, those vaccines including you dr hose but We'll focus in on a few. So seeking support, whether that's from friends or family, because um, they're obviously, we're all going through this right now. So seeking support is important. Controlling what you can control, and Ben's going to touch on this, getting into a routine, focusing on, on the controllables, like we talked about so many times, sleep, exercise, healthy diet, practicing gratitude. We'll go at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk more about the silver linings of 2020, because that's important. And also incorporating breaks throughout um, and this is going to be part of the routine, incorporating breaks throughout the day. Make sure to plan for breaks from whether it be work, whatever's causing you stress, screen time, work, your relationship, incorporate those breaks, take a deep breath, it's much needed. So Ben, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk to us about uh, routine? Yeah, I think routine is so important. We talk about this all the time. And the best thing for me about routine is then you slowly start to eliminate the unexpected and you start you like you wake up every morning and you know what to expect you know what's going to happen and there's just this anxiety that's relieved when you're not like looking around you're wondering what's going to happen absolutely like what's what what's going to happen at 11 30 a.m like you know what's going to happen because you do this and also this sense of satisfaction you wake up you have a mental checklist like it can be something as simple as, you know, brush my teeth, put in my contacts, wash my face, check, check, check. Look at that. I'm three for three to start the day. You get that sense of satisfaction and, you, and that kind of motivates you to go, out through, go throughout your day checking off those to-do, to-do boxes. And it's just, it's so important, I think, from beginning to end. I mean, for me, I have a calendar right next to my bed, like a, a Blackboard calendar. And I, before I go to sleep, I check off each each day and I check off all the activities I had planned for that day. And it's just a sense of satisfaction. And I look forward to what am I going to do tomorrow? And it just really helps bookends the day from morning to night. Mm-hmm. Very well put. 
how yeah, I would say you think that like setting a routine is actually like taking you out of being in the moment and being mindful, but in actuality, when you set these routines um, and they become routines, they become part of like second nature almost, it allows you to be more mindful. And we've talked th- about this ad nauseum. You set a good morning routine and you stick to it. That's creating momentum for the rest of your day, the rest of your week, the rest of your year. Right. And then what you, and then what's important is to incorporate, well, we're going to talk about this later on, but like, what's important is to incorporate breaks throughout that routine. And like breaks are important for two things. One, to just like break up the day and two, serve as a reward. So like as a way to motivate you, like, okay, if I get two mm-hmm. hours done, I can go on like an hour long run or I can watch first take and watch Stephen A. Smith make a fool out of himself or something like that. Um, oh yeah. I get pumped up when I have two patients to go and it's almost lunchtime. I get that nice little break in there and I'm ready to go. And it's just like a day in and day out. It's, it's very important. Yeah. And you know, another thing that, that, that breaks can do for you. Um, and this really is helpful when you're trying to learn something new, you know, you're studying, preparing is it helps the brain, it gives the brain an opportunity to consolidate the information that it just learned. In other words, put it away in the proper file cabinet so that it's more easily accessible. And it's really a, an inherent part of the learning process, right? It's, a, it's an integral part of learning process. You have to be able to take a break to give, you know, sort of like your mind to rest from all of the receive mode, right? That it's in when it's, you know, just sitting there listening or, you know, reading. Um, and gives it opportunity to be more in processing mode, right? Where it's just putting everything in its, in its rightful place in your internal file. I love that you brought that up, Armin, because that's so, so crucial. So how, what's the base, best way to take a break? Should I, I'm on my computer all day talking with patients on the phone. Should I on my lunch break go watch TV or get on my phone and scroll through Twitter or Instagram? Or is that how I should take my break? Or, or should I be taking a walk or or doing something yeah you want to get out of that environment you know you want to get away from you know because i think one thing a lot of folks don't really appreciate is the ways in which the visual spatial uh stimuli around you you know the the walls right just the amount of just you know the colors on the walls the people in that space everything about that space is sort of another association or a reminder of whatever you're doing in that space. So if you're learning in that space, your mind immediately makes the association between, oh, I need to be in learning mode if I'm in here. So you have to get out of, you have to get out of that space, right? Find a different space. Being out in nature is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so your mind can get kind of like adjusted to something new to basically deactivate that program it was on, which is the learning mode, and now be in processing mode, but it needs to be in a is different that, space. Is that similar to, I know there's an, an idea where psychologists or psychi- and psychiatrists, when they do uh, CBT in the office, then they, then they make sure to do CBT outside of the office with the patient with a different context while doing the same practice. So they, so this, they don't associate that practice with the physical office. Is that, that at all accurate? Am I completely missing. No, that's, that's similar. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it should, I'm sure there's some application there um, because it all works the same way no matter what type of therapeutic technique you know, you're dealing with. Um, but 
you know, I think it, you know, this is something that we really want folks to understand from the standpoint of, of mental fitness as opposed to therapy, because with mental fitness, and this is the thing we love about it, it's something you can do on your own, right? Independent of the professional, independent of the therapist right. or the doctor. It's a self-help technique and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what you were saying, Ben, is I think for cognitive behavioral therapy, it's you're only doing a fraction of the work in the office. So I think the therapists in those situations are probably trying to get you to, to stimulate you to, to know you have to think about this outside of the office because so much of cognitive behavioral therapy is take going home and actually doing homework and thinking yes. about things and, and doing behavioral activation and taking a mood log and a thought log. So that's, that's probably what it has to do with regards to that. Um, mm. But yeah, I think yeah. taking a break from physically what you're doing, what's causing that stress is so important. And like Armin said, disconnecting from the area, the surrounding area that's causing that stress. So maybe you don't have a whole lot of time. So maybe I'll, maybe you just get up and walk around your office building, or if you're at home, get up and walk around your apartment complex, your backyard, go on a walk. At the very least, I try to go on my balcony or sit um, by the window in a different room and just sit right in front of the sun and I'll eat my lunch there and soak up some vitamin D. Try not to be on any electronics, kind of have that my brain in that passive state. Um, so I can just kind of decompress and reset because I have to hit it again hard after, after lunch. So I noticed a lot of benefits once I started getting rid of my phone, um, not watching TV, um, doing my best to just sit in the sun, just sit calmly during my breaks. I feel a lot more rejuvenated to go about the rest of the day. Yeah. Reset. Yeah. I remember in, in school, like whenever, like, especially for finals or midterms, like every two hours I forced myself to go on a break no matter where I was. And like, once that two hour hit, I, I, I put my phone in my, I put my phone in my pocket and I wasn't, wasn't checking. And I just bolted out there and I just, it, if it was cold outside, I was in upstate New York. So like winters are brutal. So if it was too cold, I would just walk around the library do like a full lap or two for like 10, 15 minutes. If it was nice outside, I walk around campus 10, 15 minutes, like no, no matter what, there were no, no exceptions every two hours on the dot. I'd get out of that library and you come back, just like, it's literally, you feels like you just like washed your face. You just feel so refreshed. Yeah, I think some people would probably worry about like getting out of rhythm, you know, like feeling like, all right, well, I'm in a good rhythm, you know, I'm learning this thing and it's starting to make, finally starting to make sense or, you know, an athlete, like I'm, I'm on this skill right now and I've almost got, you know, this, 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 mastered or I almost have almost had this play down down cold and and you'd be surprised man you'd be surprised how taking that break even if for like 10 or 15 minutes so you don't want it to be for a long it doesn't have to be like a long break you know we're not talking about hour or two hours necessarily right it's just 10 or 15 minutes but the gains that you will mm -hmm. make in terms of when you go back to it right now that you're you know that you're reset the the, the focus uh, that you can that you can apply now at that point, you know, is it, it's, it's going to make you even better. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to take our word for it. Ben, tell us a little bit about uh, what's his name, LeBron James. What's his routine like? LeBron LeBron wakes up every morning at eight, and from eight to eleven, eight, eight to eleven, he has the same routine. Um, you know, eight thirty sharp. He's on thirty minutes on a stationary bike. Nine a.m. He's having breakfast every morning. Every each morning has a specific breakfast. I'm not going to get into that. Nine thirty a.m. Rehydration. Ten a.m. Practice. One p.m. Cold cold tub. Two p.m. Nice massage. Three p.m. He does a little stretching. 
3.30, muscle stimulation. 4 p.m., he has a three-hour nap. Think about that. LeBron has a three-hour nap planned every day. That's, that shows you the dedication. 7 p.m., stretching. 8 p.m., another massage. 8.30 p.m., cryotherapy. 9 p.m., dinner. 11 p.m., sleep. Day in and day out. It's like clockwork. It's not even, it's not even human. It's like, uh, it's like a machine. Aside from when he's playing basketball. And I would say Tom Brady may be the only person that could uh, rival that routine, but there's a reason why he's so good uh, so late in his career. And uh, I mean, he has a lot of money, so he can uh, definitely afford to he do can a, afford that. But like, you don't, need, a day. you don't need a lot of money to schedule your day out. Like, obviously we're not, you don't need to schedule stretching or massaging, but it's just like, it's just the idea of just scheduling an activity. Like uh, if you want to like a lot of people say, especially during quarantine, so important to call a friend once a day you schedule like a 10 a.m phone call with your best friend like that's something to do like if you just schedule a routine or you, you schedule an activity that you look forward to day in and day out like that's what we're hitting at not obviously it's not like massage or stretching but like those would be pretty nice nowadays if you have a smartphone you, you can have a a routine like you can have a schedule you can have a an accountability device you know that you can schedule with the calendar the reminders the whole nine mood ring you know you well if you if you take it there now we're talking about a whole another ball game now we're going to make you mental fitness experts all right that's two two to come so make sure to like schedule some inactivity have part of your schedule be unscheduled if you will because it's important also and i can see some of the more anxious OCD, OCPD, like individuals jumping all over this. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta schedule each minute of my day. No, make sure to you have periods like we mentioned breaks where there's not necessarily anything specific scheduled other than getting away from what you normally do. And that's what you can schedule. You, you can schedule a break. You know, like from like yeah, I'm sure that so many people are gonna be like, oh, I need to map out every minute of my day. Well then, okay, so then map out 6 p.m. to 6:30 p.m. Map that out as doing nothing. That's, that's going to be your activity. It's kind of like everyone goes on a diet, but everyone usually has a cheat day um, because they get burned out from doing the same thing, eating the same thing over and over. You want to schedule a little cheat but the thing cheat is that I don't, throughout the day. I don't think this is a, like, this is a cheat though, because the, the, the whole, the whole, what we're getting at is just like, like just scheduling activities throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, it's, it just seems like, it seems contradictory what we're saying, but we're scheduling like breaks or scheduling like downtime to like just like do nothing yeah. zone out or just like chill out whatever well, just- i mean you know being in the moment you know we, we talk about this all the time as it relates to mindfulness right um but in order to be fully present in the moment i think it is nice to have some security about the preparation for that for having to be in that moment right the, all the preparation you've done to basically you know, clear your schedule uh, and know what's coming, right? And know what's kind of been done and have that kind of like a confidence. And so that when you're in that space, you can just be present in that space. So by planning ahead, what you're doing is, it's like you're banking up capital, Perfect. right? Like you really are. I mean, you're, you're building up, as Tori mentioned earlier, momentum so that, as you're going through the course of your day, and you also mentioned as well, Ben, you have less anxiety, less tension, right, that you're dealing with. So you could just be present moment to moment to moment, right? Not worried about what's going to happen next. You've already kind of planned ahead for it. It also helps you cope with change. Oh, yeah. There you go. A lot of change in 2020, man. I mean, 
once I started developing a routine from work from home, it got a lot easier, but initially I didn't even have a desk set up. I didn't, I was pulling up to my computer in my pajamas. Like you, once you <laughs> got established, it's it, was, it it's made real. the work day a, a lot better. So get after those routines. Like Ben said, it's, it's going to help you cope with change. It's going to help. It can help fight sleep issues. If you, we, and LeBron takes a nap, proper sleep hygiene. We don't recommend a nap, not a, not all of us can afford a, a three-hour nap in the middle of the day in our hyperbaric oxygen chambers with our, our Calm app and our blackout curtains. But creating routine can help with sleep. So if you're having issues with sleep, set a specific wake-up time every morning and don't veer away from that. Same with your, your nighttime routine. It can, it's just, like we said, create momentum, create healthy habits. Some people need this structure. So take advantage of that. And it's, it's very simple to do. And you think it's when you're setting this routine, you're not in the moment, but it's like Armin said, you're going to create moments of mindfulness by creating a routine. There you go. That's right. Moments of mindfulness. That's what we live for here in Sports Psych MDs. Moments of mindfulness. And actually, speaking of moments of mindfulness, oh. the NBA season is upon us oh. right Absolutely. now. Tonight, in fact is opening night. So before we jump ahead, because I definitely want to get at this NBA season mm -hmm. and what's yes, sir. what we can look forward to. Let's let's take a little do a little practice about um because gratitude's important in preventing burnout. Yes. Preventing and gratitude is probably I think I would say the most important thing in my opinion in preventing burnout and, and curing burnout. Take a moment like when you're stressed and overwhelmed and you hate your job, you you hate your spouse, what have you. <laughs> take a moment to think about the positive things with regards to your job, with regards to your spouse, with regards to your life. You can. So with, with that said, what do you guys think were the positive things? What were the silver linings of 2020? Wow. That's, 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 it's a tough one. Um, no, that's, I mean, honestly, you know, gratitude becomes paramount at a time like this, you know, in a, in a year like 2020, right? Gratitude is what gets you through without gratitude. A year like 2020, you know, it, it, it caused you to collapse, right? I mean, you collapse, you crumble under the, the pressure of a year like this. All, the, all of the many tragic events uh, across, right, the spectrum. I mean, we've talked about it many times on this, on this podcast. Yeah, I can't even, like, think about all the, the, the crazy negative oh goodness, things that have happened this year. Lots to think about. So, but gratitude is, is you know, that's what the... That's what gives you hope, right? Hope, because like when I think of gratitude, two words come to mind. We've used these words before, but for those who haven't heard one of our, our episodes, appreciation and acceptance, right? Appreciation for what you have, right? We're kind of wired in our society to think a lot about what we need to get, what we don't have yet, right? Um, those algorithms on fucking social media, they definitely get after us with regards Man, to Man, they get it. They get it. And, and what we need to do is apply gratitude to be like a shield, <laughs> a shield to, of protection to say, you know what? It's not that bad. The glass is actually half full. Um, and uh, you think about, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of a triumph in 2020 that I you know, we'll, we'll, am very thankful for is that there was a, a change in the you know, direction politically uh, that this country is taking. And, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, it remains to be seen what's, you know, this was going to come of all this, but it did feel to me 
uh, and certainly the sports community, I think, would agree that we needed, a, you know, something different, something new, just a fresh start. You know, so much had happened this year, um, you know, with the pandemic and the way it was kind of handled, you know, on many different levels. And, you know, there's no reason to blame anyone. There's no, there's no reason to, to point fingers. But the reality is a lot, of, a lot of things happened that maybe could have been prevented. And it felt like there was a malaise, you know, the country was experiencing as a result of all this. And it just feels nice to have maybe a fresh start and we'll see how it goes, right? Yeah, I think there was some polarization and I hope this is a, a direction towards unity, but we'll, we'll just, we don't have to discuss that today. I think there was a glass ceiling broken. We have our first woman vice president. Um, that's right. That's going to happen in January. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and first, first gentleman in the White House. First, first gentleman. In case, in case first anybody cared about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So I think other silver linings, maybe less, less meaningful than those would be, I really enjoyed watching NBA basketball in the bubble. I know it was a little weird, but I actually enjoyed that um, kind of condensed uh kind of AAU-like scene, and I enjoyed having NBA playoffs going on during NFL, and I think just personally not having to commute to work is a good thing. I enjoy individually. I moved in with my fiance during the pandemic, and it's been great, so I'm appreciative of that, and I feel grateful for that. Um, So those are just kind of the personal things. I think um, there's so much, and, and then Armin, you mentioned hope. There is a lot of hope with a lot of different things coming down the pipeline, politically, uh, nationwide, worldwide. I think the biggest thing actually it just came to me now, and I should have mentioned this earlier, was the ability to get out, the ability of Pfizer, Moderna, and other companies to be able to, for us, the United States, to work with other countries, because we worked with several other countries throughout Europe um, in order to put out these vaccines, and we worked together with them. And we were able to, specifically the Pfizer studies involved over 40,000 individuals from, I think, over seven countries, uh, not just the United States. So this was a combined effort from so many different diverse nations, over 40,000 individuals, proven that this is a safe and effective um, vaccine. And it's it's just a reminder of how powerful we can be as uh, individuals, as countries, when we work together. Absolutely. And we put our differences aside and we work together for a common goal. So I think I have to got to give credit to the government and Operation Warp Speed for kind of putting the money up for that. I know they, they put money towards buying the Pfizer vaccines, didn't necessarily fund it, but they did fund the Moderna vaccines. So we worked together with different countries and we got it done in record time and, and the vaccines are out rolling now and everything appears to be safe and going well. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it really is incredible. Um, you know, everything you said, uh, I, I, you know, there's nothing more I could really add to that. Uh, I marvel at um, just the, the the degree of sophistication of modern technology, um, the things that we can do, particularly when we work together, right, as a collective, as a coalition. Um, anything's possible, and um, for sure, this this is something that should, I think, give a lot of us hope going into 2021. Apparently, you know, our our federal government just passed uh, a huge relief package, you know, the second stimulus. Um, I think it's going to help folks out a lot 
you know, those that are struggling with housing and, and you know, their employment situation right now because of the pandemic, you know, that's going to give folks some, some momentum. So we got some good things. We got some good things to look forward to. What about you, Ben? What's your silver linings for 2020? Well, I, I, can, I can only say this because all my friends and family have been, like, my friends and family have been safe from COVID. Thankfully, I have not lost anyone from COVID. And I, I understand and I, I'm sorry for everyone's losses. My silver lining from COVID was time. Um, I remember fe- uh, mid-March, we got, we got the notification that all classes would be moved online, and then eventually they were just canceled. And then just me being a 23-year-old, okay, I, I remember thinking to myself, you know what, I have six months, at least six months, this is a pandemic, who knows how long this is going to go on for. I have like, a certain amount of time with no responsibilities, no obligations, and I'm never going to have this opportunity again, so I want to make the most out of it. So I, so I started self-investing and I started like looking in, what do I want to do? Cause like, what, like when else could I just do what I want to do? You know, before I had school and then I was going to get a job and for grad school, I never really had that time to just focus on myself. So I started like looking into sports psychology. I talk about this so much, but like that, those months, I, that's when I started to look, I remember I looked up sports psychology on Spotify. I said, you know, screw it. Let's see what's going on. Sports like MDs started listening to you guys routinely like I and I just had time to just listen to you guys and I started researching the area of sports psychology I started I picked up coding I picked up a lot of things that I would look at this guy when I would not have uh, I joined I joined a crisis intervention line I, I did a lot of Dude, things that's awesome. that I just plain simply could not have done if it weren't for COVID and I'm not at all spinning it like I'm happy COVID happened I'm not spinning it like that but I'm what I'm grateful for is the time and that I was able to acknowledge that, you know what, I don't want to just sit in my ass and watch movies day in and day out. I don't want to be like, I obviously bummed out. I have 50, I have a list of 50 movies I've seen over COVID. But like, I didn't want to just waste that, that time because I knew how, I know how precious time is. I have those breaks. I had those breaks, seriously. So I'm just really happy that I was able to use that time in a productive way. Because I think about this all the time right now. I like if it wasn't for COVID, I would not be in this situation. I, I would not be with you guys. I would not be involved in sports psychology. I wouldn't be involved in psychology at all. Um, so I'm really grateful for the time. Also, I was able to be in my off-campus house, upstate, upstate New York, away from my parents. And like I, I say that because you know I was able to just be alone with my thoughts, which like was very important because then I was able to decide what do I want to do. I didn't have any external forces pushing me one way or another way. I was like every decision and action I made was self-motivated and that's what I'm that's what I'm grateful. Perfect man. Love it. Awesome dude. We're, we really appreciate you uh being on our team Ben. Um we've kind of taken off since you joined so yes, we appreciate we you so much. Yes, we have. Hey and it's not too late. 2020 there's still some time left so if you need to take that reset and be alone with your thoughts and think about what you're going to do next year, now's the time to set those goals. So but that brings us into this section of the podcast. What are our goals? Let's, I, I think we Ooh. have to, Armin and I, we did this last year. We set some goals for the SPMDs 2020. And I think one of our main goals is getting more interviews. And thanks to Ben, that, that definitely happened. Yes, we check that it. box. I, absolutely. I'm sure we fell short on some goals and we've learned and we've made adjustments. So what do you think some goals should be for us this year? I know that we uh, we actually we had a business meeting a couple of weeks ago. We mm-hmm. laid out a little, we did a nice little outline, a nice little game plan. Yeah, man. Well, you know, one of the the big transformations we made as a, as a group this year um, was to branch out beyond just being 
a podcast. While we love podcasting, this is gonna be something we continue to do, we realized that we could be more than just a podcast. Um, so we decided to take all of this great content, you know, that Ben has helped us create and curate over the, the you know, the past year. And, um, you know, we actually designed a mental fitness program and a curriculum, um, all original content, but, you know, all, you know, the stuff that we've been, you know, really promoting and, and educating our listeners on for the last year and a half but in a really nice, concise, consolidated format. And it's, it's a great program. I'm, I'm so happy with this. And, and I think that this is something that I've really, now that we, uh, you know, we have this, we have to find a way to, to deliver it, you know, to get it out there. Um, and so, you know, we created a, an education nonprofit. Um, and this organization is gonna be all about uh, mental health, education, mental fitness, coaching and training and education and, and really uh, teaching young athletes, you know, how to, how to prepare your mind for greatness, right? And uh, we just think that's so important, not just again from the therapeutic standpoint, but also from the life skills standpoint and the fact that it's gonna make you a better person, improve your character, your confidence, and your effectiveness in really, you know, whatever you choose to do in life. Awesome. So that's going to be the, the great kind of centerpiece of our 2021 year. And I can't wait till that rolls out. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think it's time to, uh, to, un- to reveal some of our plans moving forward? Some of our big projects we got, we got, we got three big projects for 2021. Yes, sir. Please, by all means. We got, we got an online webinar coming up soon got an mm-hmm. online webinar we'll be discussing topics such as creativity mindfulness gratitude anxiety depression and if, you, if there's a topic you want covered you know where to reach us you leave a comment below you hit us up on instagram twitter linkedin facebook at sports like mds email benjamin at sports like mds.com let us know what you want to be covered we'll be discussing but five to 15 minute episodes webinar you'll be able to watch that on our youtube channel and on our website, sportslikemds.com, we also got a, another live show coming up, Coping with COVID in College. Part oh, two. I, think we, I, th- I think we're shooting for what, how many? Quarterly live shows, maybe four? Quarterly live Quarterly shows. Quarterly live shows, yeah. We're bringing back Coping with COVID Smarter in goals, college. so we got to make it measurable. But it's not going to be Coping with COVID. It's going to be totally different topics that are current and refreshing and um, we want you guys to join and ask questions. Yeah. And hopefully we don't get anyone joining in to hack the episode or the live show. Yeah, don't, don't hack. Leave leave the hack. (laughs) (laughs) Moving, moving on from COVID. Uh, Something that Dr. Ho has alluded to, we got a sports psychology mental fitness curriculum that will be around five chapters. That was essentially a guide for you to just grow emotionally, psychologically, just mature and learn how to overcome and approach each obstacle and challenge in an appropriate way. And it's all about helping you grow in so many different ways. And we are so excited. We're, we're, we're so excited for all three. Spring 2021? Yes, sir. All right. Sir. All right. Yeah. Sir. Yeah, that's, that's the target. Beautiful. All right. So there it is. Yeah, what about we let's share some personal goals? Oh yeah. So, 
Um, man, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about 2021. So much on the horizon professionally, uh, in particular, um, technology companies. Uh -oh. um, yeah, here it comes. Um, a couple of years ago, I conceptualized a wearable device, like a you know wearable health tracking device, like a Fitbit, you know, uh, these kinds of things, but one that could be a mental health coach and companion, and one that could ultimately do what it does by really engaging you in mental fitness, right? Helping you, like we're talking about today, develop routines, right? develop uh, different strategies for how to go about your day with momentum, right? Being able to, to plan and organize everything in a way that will yield success, help you get all your needs and wants accomplished. And also one that really provides some sort of intervention or helps you figure out an intervention for any kind of mood that you may experience. So we, we call it mood ring. And it's inspired by the, uh, the, the mood ring from the 70s that, you know, changes colors. Classic. Um, yeah, man. So it's, it's you know, we, we, we're really excited about it and can't wait to roll it out. Um, it's also That's something. I'm looking forward to you. Well. You better hook me up with a prototype. Uh, hey, listen, as soon as one done, as soon as one is completed, you'll be the first to know. Um, but, you know, there's a special sauce to it. I'm just going to say that. There's a special sauce to it. Um, and you know, that special sauce is really the ways in which something like this as a wearable device that people can see and a, a, an application on the phone, a mobile app, it's, it's a way that maybe, you know, people can come together, right. And learn more about each other, right. About each other's health and well-being and wellness, care more about, be more concerned about each other's mental health and, and well-being and, uh, you know, hopefully create a positive social network, a positive social media platform, right? Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Yeah. That's what, that's what I love best about this mood ring is that it's going to connect you with others through a pursuit of, of mental fitness, right. essentially, right. and mental wellness. So um, every, I mean, get with it or get lost with regards to the social media trend. So might as well put stuff out there. That's going to be meaningful, right. impactful and helpful right. for the individual. Um, I love it. I love it. So my personal goal, I'll make it quick. I want to be able to rip a 180 snowboarding. Off Hell yeah. Where are you now? Are you about like what, like 120, 150? So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting comfortable with riding right now. I'm on the process of getting comfortable riding switch. So now it's just a matter of uh, figuring out which side I want to go off of and which side I want to okay. land on. And you got, find some good you got your GoPro out. already, ready, ready for action? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we'll be videotaping the other <laughs> ones. Oh, man. <laughs> we, gotta, we, we actually need to plan a trip. We need to plan a, a, a ski trip, like a mm -hmm. mammoth, you know. Get those vaccines. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ben? Uh, well, I, th I think you guys know my uh, Dr. Ho is just wants to grow professionally. Dr. Choji wants to grow athletically. I want to grow academically. There you go. I really hope I get into a doctorate program. It'd be a real shame if I didn't. I, you know, I'm just um, in that application process right now. I'm very excited. Um, I really want to get a certified mental performance consultant certification, which would allow me to work with athletes within while getting a degree in clinical psychology. And really just expand Money. 
yeah, and really just start working and, start, and yeah, get, get getting to work once if I, if and when I get in. I already have a few lists of um, MLB team psychologists I'm going to hit up and ask if they can be my mentor, see if there's any way I can help them out. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited. I think everyone that's like had to go through some application process, including you two, can um, understand what I'm going through right now. It's a, it's a hellhole. You know, one day, one day I'm thinking oh, I'm getting in, no problem. Uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, already have, I'm already celebrating. The next day I'm thinking, dude, what if I don't get in anywhere? Hey, man, yes. just keep trying. If you want it, it'll come. No, and that's I, what I'm saying. I had to go through the application process a couple of times. So. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, just, just a grind, just a grind, you know. Um, no, so that's, that's really where I want to grow. That's, that's the next step I want to take in life, and that's something I want to achieve in 2021. All right. That's awesome, man. I wish we had some champagne to toast. Um, that would have been pretty cool. But I don't know if you guys want to end it here or you want to jump into – the sports year um we got i mean hey listen we're we are ultimately a sports podcast about mental health so in that uh in that uh regard we certainly should end it on a sports topic i mean we have to right yeah so nfl playoffs starting nba season start tipping off uh we've got cleveland indians are changing their name we got giannis with the max extension we could go anywhere with this what do you guys think well, yeah, I mean, listen, there's so much to be excited about in sports right now. It's incredible. Like the NFL playoffs, first of all, I, I, you know, it's, it's shaping up to be epic. I mean, so many like great teams in, in the mix right now between New Orleans and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and his great comeback with, you know, Green, Green Bay. Um, you got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay situation and what that's oh, going to be. NFC is wide open. You know, and then of course, well, you know, KC seems to be pretty dominant. Yeah, that's, but you know who's coming up, man? The Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. They look strong. Yeah. And you know who's trending down? My Pittsburgh Steelers. So big time. Sad. Um, but yeah, anything can happen. I think Mahomes by far and the Chiefs are, are the big favorites. But with COVID, with all the injuries that have hit the league and rescheduling here and there, it's it's wide open and more traditional teams in the playoffs now. So. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about NBA coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're back. The Clippers so soon. could do something. Yeah. It's almost like I, I'm it's crazy. I mean, what's Christmas Day, though, without some awesome, awesome games? I'm excited that KD and Kyrie are back, even even though Kyrie doesn't like to talk to are – we, are we pawns as well? Are we part of sports media? Not quite. No, I don't think never, so. I never, think, never, I think never, never that. Yeah. I think he talked to us. We're mental, We're mental um, health media. Exactly. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for sports. I'm excited. Hopefully March Madness occurs this year. Uh, I'm excited for the college football playoff. Bama Clemson, another one. It seems like this always happens, but it'll be excited to see Trevor Lawrence. He's going to end up going to, it looks like Jags now. Jags, yep. So much stuff. What are you most excited about sports-wise, Ben? Sports-wise, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. There's so many great teams out there. I think the competition is huge, and there's so many questions like, what's going to happen with Brady? Because you never you know. I, who knows what's going on with the Buccaneers? I, I love that comeback they had over the Falcons. We we may not get di- get to this. So you guys want to throw out some NFL predictions for the playoffs at this point, or do you want to wait until the playoffs are set? We might as well. No, we might. As well. I mean, we it's pretty close. You pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We should look back. We I should think look had back the, at our original predictions. I think I had Chief, uh, I probably had Chief Saints initially. I think I had Seattle. Steelers, I think Packers. I had Seattle in there. 
I really yeah, like sorry. Seattle this year. I think Seattle's good. But just, I, did, uh, I don't think they have the defense. So I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll go. That's uh, tough. It's gonna be Chiefs in the AFC, and then I think between the Saints and the Packers, if the Saints can get healthy. But I don't. I'm not in love with the Saints right now. Yeah, too shaky. But for that me. defense can kind of take it to another level. I, yeah, they can. They but Confident don't tell me. The Saints, they, they did get over the hump that one time. So, you know, they'll always have that one. But I, I just, they're one of these teams that get shaky in the playoffs. They're not the same team in the playoffs. You know, I really Rogers I like the Packers. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Packers. Like, Rogers is just yeah. so good. Vontae's so good. I mean, they're, they're not such a shaky team, the Packers. Pretty- but I, I, I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. There you go. I will never do that. That's one mistake I won't make. You know, with him, Obviously, you know, a lot of things we need to Their defense is pretty solid down there. It's solid. Uh, There's, you know, obviously there's not great team chemistry yet because they kind of just threw a bunch of folks together this year and that offensive side. But, um, you know, a guy like him, you never know. I mean, he's the type of dude that could, you know, really mix it up in in these playoffs, uh, Tom Brady. So we'll see. But it seems like Green Bay is probably the the, the most likely team to go to the Super Bowl. So who you got yeah, Green Bay? We all have Green Bay Chiefs, huh? If I had to put my money on it, that's that's where I would go. My heart, of course, is going to go in a different direction. But yeah. I, I think I, I really want it to be the Saints finally coming out of the, the NFC after a couple heartbreaking losses the last couple of years. Yeah. Hopefully Michael Thomas finally gets going again in the playoffs. So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. Washington football team kind of making some noise there. Um, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Is, I'm is back of the year. Oh, how did we not right? talk about him? Oh, my lines? God. Oh, my goodness, Alex Smith. Or did we I'm talk back. about him last episode? I think we, we did. talked. No, we, we mentioned him, but uh, we wow. you know, deserve mention again. Yeah. What a great story. Moving forward, I'm looking. Uh, I, I like the Cardinals a lot in the, fu- in the future. Not not this season, obviously. Definitely. That's going to be scary. Jalen Hurts for the Eagles looks pretty damn good. Jalen Hurts, games. yeah, he does. Apparently, Carson Wentz doesn't, doesn't listen to his coaches. He just does, does his own thing. I mean, Wentz, if he didn't get hurt that one year, he would have won the regular season MVP. Granted, the Eagles probably would have lost in the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl. Never know. Foles didn't come in, but I don't know what happened to him. What could have been? What could have been? That's Carson Wentz is going to be on our next episode oh. of what could have been, you know, if, if, if things continue to go this way, because you're right. I mean, to, to be from where he was just a few years ago, you know, it's like what number one, number two pick, one number two pick. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, like you said, MVP caliber player. Now he's lost his starting job midway through the season to a rookie. That's really bad. That's and, really bad. and he's, He's confused why he lost a starting job. Like he's apparently he's pouting on the sideline that he lost a starting job. Like, what do you expect after you perform the way you you've performed? And Hertz comes out and balls out. And you talk about we talked about momentum earlier today. The Eagles have so much momentum with Hertz under center. Like they're riled, yeah, riled they up. They can make on, a run. That division is up for grabs. The NFC East is. is wide open. It's yeah. Someone has to win the division. That's 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 my ongoing yeah. joke with my dad. You really do wonder with with Carson if like. He's a guy that maybe wasn't able to bounce back from the injury. You know, there is this mental component to, the, to bounce back, right? It's not just healing physically, you know, feeling better and being able to get the mechanics back. It's also like the psychological part of like, okay, first off, when you're going through the process of recovery, am I going to get back, right? Am I going to get it? 
But then once you get there, it's like, damn, am I going to get hit like that again? You know, <laughs> am I going to take that type of punishment again that will put me in Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. He may need a fresh start, and I, I'd, I'll tell you what, I'll welcome him or uh, Matthew Stafford in Pittsburgh because uh, it looks like Big Ben may be uh, having diminishing uh, arm strength at I'm this seeing point it. in his it's career. Bad. It's it's crazy because you know you, you just, and with him it's very apparent because he has a he has a cannon like he's he's not a dude that ever really was a dude that, like like did never that lacked arm strength right he was the dude that was gonna like fling it so to see him in these kind of weird throws it it, it like throwing it like Philip Rivers <laughs> yeah it, it's it's weird it, it's unfortunate yeah I mean he any the sad thing is he looked good at the beginning of the year but this it's been bad so and he's 38 years old yeah you know not everyone not everyone is tom brady i mean yeah i i mean he looks more like a like philip rivers does at this point and they're they're on good teams solid defenses the difference is colts have a solid running game so philip can rely on that the steelers just cool can't figure out anything on offense uh, playing well Colts are turning things up in the second half of the season browns surprisingly are are actually going to be playoff yeah absolutely yeah, first time yeah, in a yeah. while. That's a long time coming. Them. Feels like, but good for Baker. Good for Baker. Honestly, he gets, he gets so much. He gets so much hate from everyone. Um, he just he's led this team. I mean, it's it's been a run for his team for sure. So that's another resilient story right there. You know. Yeah, and I don't I don't think any of us had Lamar Jackson above Mahomes, but um, I think that's been settled. That's settled. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Le- with Lamar, um, yeah. he's more one dimensional. Yeah, I mean, he, obviously his style his style fits the Ravens really well. You know, he's a great great runner, and he can he can throw when he has his feet set. You know, uh, you, you, you know he's accurate on the move. He's obviously it's more about his mobility, run first, right? Than his his uh, his accuracy. Um, I think that he's a great leader. You know, which is also really important. Could they win a Super Bowl? Sure. You know, I definitely think that he has that in his future. But is he like an all-time great on Mahomes? I mean, Mahomes, I can, I can say, even at this early stage of his career, um, is the makings of an all-time great. One of the greatest. Yeah, people are arguing if he'll pass Brady with Super Bowls. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's, Lamar could go down the path of like a, a Cam Newton, which great career. Um, but kind of a flash in the pan with one season, or he, you never know, he can continue to grow. So we'll see. It's going to be a good playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs most likely. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. No doubt. This has been great. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this, this episode, you know, and, um, you know, I think hopefully. Oh, and I do. Can I say one thing? Absolutely. I do love the fact that Giannis signed a max extension. Oh, yeah. Staying with Milwaukee. I, I, the reason I like yeah. it is because he's kind of bucking the trend of the superstars going to join other superstars. Yeah. And I think he, he's, he's, he's kind of redefining what it means. Um, he's kind of creating his own definition of, of how he wants his legacy to be. Because I think with that decision to stay in Milwaukee, obviously he still wants to become a champion, but he's not necessarily chasing numbers he's not like a Le- like Le- he's breaking and the to trend. be fair lebron did it initially when he went to miami it was counting not six not seven right. but then lebron realized like hey if i get one in cleveland that's gonna matter more than getting that's right seven with buddy right. so that's so true um, i agree now that's, and i think it's gonna create momentum for other people it will but isn't that that's that will be how history judges this decision oh, 
If he does, I mean, if he as never, long as he gets one ring, he has to get one. He's got to get the one. If he doesn't get any, <laughs> then it could be kind of like detrimental to the cause. So just you know, the yeah, cause of staying absolutely. home. But if he gets one, it'll validate it. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, what were you going to say, Armin? Close us out. No, man. Yeah. Um, we love the idea of routine. And I think it was so appropriate that we end the year, this chaotic year of 2020, uh, on a, a podcast about routine, right? Because routine is, is how we take back control of our priorities, of our schedule, right? Of the things that we need to accomplish to be successful so that we can have our moments of mindfulness throughout the day, you know, be in the present moment without concern, right, or worry that we haven't, you know, figured things out, like figure out what we're doing the next hour. Um, and so this is what we encourage our listeners to, to kind of think about going into 2021 is how to get back to normal, right? How do we get back? right? To feel like we're in control and we're in command of our lives as opposed to COVID or as opposed to, you know, our money situation or our job situation or whatever. Like, how do we get the strength back, right? To get back to a, a place of peace and of hope and of success, right? So um, we hope that you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. All right. Have a happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Happy holidays, everyone. Deuces. Oh, and we're coming out hot with interviews to start the year. See you guys. Woo. And we're going to end the stigma. Continue the conversation. Hell yeah.